Some things shouldn't be transparent, like stop signs. But what you pay for should always be clear, like Hiller's true transparency pricing, always clearly itemized and never any hidden fees. Because you have the right to know what you're paying for. For more information, visit happyhiller.com slash true transparency pricing. Happy you'll be of the services free. Call the Happy Face Truck today. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier. Who would be who? Um, Step One Learn Sports is a new podcast on 104.5 The Zone. You can find us on the 104.5 The Zone podcast. You can find us on Spotify. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. Our podcast bridges the gap between pop culture and sports. We are here to answer any questions you have. We're, we realized that there was um, an audience of maybe girls closer to our age, our friends, who didn't grow up playing sports, who didn't know what they didn't know. And we thought, hey, there might be uh, an audience out there who wants us to answer some questions for them, to break things down and bridge that gap between pop culture and sports. Yep. Not that we really needed an excuse, but it also gives us reason to talk to each other even more than we already do. Which the last time we sat down to talk, we were interviewing Reality Steve. Oh. From Bachelor Nation. That was the coolest thing that we've ever experienced. And it played on The Zone, uh, I believe, on July 5th, the July day 5th. after the holiday, uh, twice. And it was so cool to be able to talk to him because he used to be a sports reporter. Yeah, that's how he got his start in uh, in the broadcast industry was he was a uh, uh, sports radio broadcaster. Yeah, and he's from L.A. and Dallas now. Said he's not like a super diehard fan of anyone. Like he'd like the Dodgers to win and he'd like the Lakers to win, but... If it doesn't happen, he's not heartbroken. Yeah, you can find that. That's our latest podcast up on our page right now. Um, Avery, you got a bit of a tan going on. I I frequented the sun rays this past week. Um, like you said, last time we talked, Reality Steve, uh, I haven't seen you since then. I haven't seen you. I, went on, I saw you one time on FaceTime. I did. Um, I went on vacation. I had a bachelorette party. Then I went to see my parents in South Louisiana. And then I went to Jacksonville, Florida for the week for the 4th. But on Tuesday, it was either Monday or Tuesday, um, Brittany, you were still here in town working before you went out of town for the fourth. Right. And I was in my parents' pool, so I felt the need to FaceTime her and just just kind of rub it in a little right. bit. Right. This chick, I have no backbone, so I agreed to run a half marathon out in Oregon over the weekend, which was through wine country, which if you know anything about vineyards, it is hilly beyond hilly. Right. And I am doing my uh my training and Avery FaceTimes me in the middle of it twice so of course when somebody FaceTimes you two times in a row you think there's got to be something wrong well you declined it and you know as as a, as a girl's mind goes you decline it I'm calling you right back because in my mind my phone didn't work right so I'm like no she needs to she needs to know that I called her yeah so here I go I answer I'm running training doing a couple miles outside not wanting to do it running in this hot humid Nashville heat and I'm thinking something's wrong, right? I answer my FaceTime. There's Avery floating <laughs> in a pool. Not No like floaty or device or anything like that. Literally, her head is just floating in the water. She's like, hey, what's up? My parents had an above ground pool when we lived in Jacksonville for a few years when I was in high school. But now that they are living in a new state, just lived in this house for a couple months in uh, just outside of Baton Rouge. They have a huge yard, fresh pool. They're in it at least three hours a day. Dogs are just walking around. They're living their best life. Four kids out of the house, grandkids within driving distance, but not babysitting distance. They've got it figured out. And let me tell you, spending two days at your parents' house when you don't have to work 
In a town where you don't really have very many friends since they've moved, it's not where you grew up. Ideal vacation. Everyone seemed to be off and out on vacation. Um, the producer of our podcast is Rhett Bryan, Arby's as we call him on our podcast. He was out also. Um, but while everyone was out, there was still a lot that was going on in the sports world. Oh, yeah. While we were sleeping and relaxing and soaking up the sun, and I guess you were running because you like to torture yourself sometimes. Which I do have to say, though, that half marathon out in Oregon, it was in Dundee, Oregon, mm -hmm. was one of the most rewarding half marathons I've ever done. It was my fourth one. You got handed a bottle of wine when you crossed the finish line. Of course it was rewarding. Well, no, no, no. I didn't get handed the bottle. I got handled a, uh, handed a glass uh -huh. to then go through the wine tasting yes. afterwards, which I just told myself antioxidants, right? Just yeah. replenishing those. Yes. Um, while everyone was on vacation for the fourth, enjoying laying poolside on vacation, there was a very highly anticipated free agency decision going on that kind of went on behind the scenes very quiet which is how he seems to handle a lot of um a, a lot of business in his life Kawhi Leonard went to the Clippers with Paul George with Paul George it when I woke up and saw that like all the headlines are stating like while the east coast was sleeping the west coast was doing business but it's not just the west coast like it was they are three hours behind the East Coast. Right, that's a lot. Well, I was in Central Time, so I was only two hours behind it. Right. And you were on the West Coast, so that's you true. should have been that's on true. this. I should have been up. But it was everyone was sleeping on this. Like it was strictly Kawhi, the Clippers, and Paul George was the backup part of this deal because Kawhi initially wanted Kevin Durant to come with him, but KD wanted to go to the East. Right. Like Kawhi was calling these guys individually, like calling up his bros. Um, Kawhi and um, what's his name? Paul George Paul met George. in LA, Malibu Beach House, so discreetly to talk. And Kawhi convinced Paul George to come with him to the Clippers and leave the Thunder. See, but isn't that so like Kawhi? Like, of what I know of him, even in his personal life. So, we kind of talked on our podcast about how Kawhi Leonard, um, he, he has a significant other and he has a daughter. Mm -hmm. And potentially and maybe, a maybe a son. We're yeah, not really sure. Occasionally he drops a he or my boy. Right. But we're not really sure. And we're not really even sure if they're married, if they're together, if yeah, they're don't engaged. Know if, if maybe son and legitimate daughter are related, besides the dad part, obviously. This being so quiet and under the table kind of added to the fact that it was so highly anticipated. I feel like everyone that I talked to since free agency started was had their phones with them, was on their computers, just waiting to see what Kawhi Leonard was going to do. I mean, you're talking this is the MVP from the finals. Yeah. He is the biggest talked about name right now. Where is he going to go? Like, I love that he went to the Clippers, though. I do, too. And I love even more. So in another one of our podcasts, we talk about the Drake effect. And it was broken this year since Toronto did win. But Drake was a part of... Like, it was Drake, the Toronto Raptors owner, where them two together were negotiating to keep Kawhi in Toronto for a max deal. But Kawhi didn't want it. Kawhi is from the L.A. area originally. That's where he grew up. So did Paul George. And he wanted to go home, but he wanted to go home on his own terms. He did not want to join a LeBron star-studded L.A. Lakers, like, blue and gold fantasy team of L.A. He did it on his own terms. And... So discreetly. I've never done well, I'm I'm pretty loud. 
I've never done anything. I'm that not sneaky. very discreet. Yeah, I'm not a very discreet person, but even for that amount of money, I don't think I could be discreet. Michaels and Mueller, Step One Learn Sports, the new podcast on 1045 The Zone, is in for Ned Michaels and Bob Mueller the whole hour. We are talking Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to the Clippers. One thing that I uh that I love to follow is all of the celebrities mm-hmm. who follow these big sports teams. Yeah. So do you know who one of the most noteworthy celebrities is that follows the Clippers that I, he's, I, I personally really enjoy him because he's in one of my favorite movies. Ooh. Um, is he from LA? Yeah. No, no. He's from uh, New York actually, which is why he does not want to be a Lakers fan. He know. like moved he, being out in LA. He's like, I can't be, I can't be a Lakers fan. No. And I, cannot think of one person that I have ever met or really been invested in that has been a Clippers fan. I know. All right. Billy Crystal from Monsters Incorporated. Well, from Monsters Incorporated. Obviously, <laughs> yes. he's from When Harry Met Sally, which yes. the 30-year anniversary of that is coming up. Wow. Yep. That's almost as old as Kawhi Leonard. He wasn't even born when that came out. I, think about that. Okay, so he's 28 years old, and he and I will, you, I'm about wait, to be 28. Yes, on the place. 14th, soon come. And everyone was waiting to see, like, around the country where this kid was going to go. No one cares what you're about to do. No. And you're almost 28. So maybe when you turn 28, people will start caring. One thing that I want to know, um, so he's losing, Kawhi Leonard is losing a Drake as a fan. Or is he? I don't know. Maybe Drake's going to stick with him. I don't know. Gaining a Billy Crystal, who, by the way, uh, has the head coach, um, Doc Rivers, personal phone number. So when the free agency thing like all started, he texted Doc Rivers and said, quote, and I quote, Fingers crossed. Oh my God. <laughs> About Kawhi. <laughs> That's. Do you think this could also have gone down under the table that Billy Crystal made an in kind donation to the Clippers? Could have. To donate to his salary or to Paul George's. <laughs> can, you, can you imagine? Do you think he was like, I'm just going to Venmo you about 20 mil? If it helps get this right. deal do done. Do you think that we could, can I help you out in any way? Yeah, and like, then text What do fingers you need? Crossed. Yeah. Like, <laughs> let me just put it in writing so it looks like I'm not a contributor, but, you know, offshore account, here you go. Get him here. If not, I'm becoming a Laker fan. So, which I don't think he would do. He's been quoted saying, like, I just can't cheer for them. I love that the Clippers are like the little brother of the Lakers, as of right now. You know, like, the Lakers yeah. seem to be, a, obviously, they're a very national nationally known, nationally followed team. And the Clippers aren't as much. No, I mean, I don't know that I would even say little brother. I feel like I'd go almost like redheaded stepchild. Like they're never, the Lakers and the Clippers are never I don't know how Clippers fans are going to feel about that statement. I don't know how many Clippers fans are listening to Nashville (laughs) Sports Radio. Hopefully a lot, but you just never know. But the Clippers and Lakers have never been good at the same time. So it'll be very interesting to see who comes out on top this year but also Blake Griffin was drafted to the Clippers when he initially came out everyone that's been drafted to the Clippers has wanted to leave so the fact that Kawhi handpicked them and handpicked his counterpart to come with him that's a that's going to be major moves for the LA sports market well one of the coolest things about sports and sports teams over the years is that everything kind of ebbs and flows like, is this going to be the rise of the Clippers? Are you and I going to live in the era of the Clippers being better than the Lakers? I don't I don't know. Like, how do you say that any team is going to outright be better than LeBron and Anthony Davis? And they got DeMarcus Cousins now. Like, there's a lot 
like everyone's talking about how good the Nets are going to be and right. how great they did in free agency and how bad the Knicks did. And I mean, you still have uh, Steph Curry. You still have right. the Lakers. Like yeah, Clippers, Golden. Like, you still got Golden State. Yeah, like it's not that the Clippers are. Or not that the Lakers are bad. It's now that there's like 12 teams in contention for the championship next year. But that's why I think it's going to be such a fun season for NBA coming up. Just because of all of the buzz around the free agency, all of the trades, just everything. One thing that I do want to know, and I guess, you know, everyone has their own personal um, uh, feeling about this. But do you love the team? Or do you love the player that's on the team? Because everyone seemed to get behind the Raptors when they were in the finals. I don't know if it was because it was like they were up against Golden State. You know, they were the underdog of the whole thing. And they wanted to see the fact that Drake was was a huge fan of theirs. They wanted to see the the curse. But do you now follow Kawhi to the Clippers and become a Clippers fan? Or, you know, like is Canada saying, all right, see you later. Bye, Kawhi. Like now that he's back home. I mean, I, I get it. Like now he's back home in California. Yeah. People are going to, it's like a big, a big welcome home to him. But are you still going to have Raptors fans that are going to jump ship and now become Clippers fans? Or does that happen? I think the younger Raptors fans, yes. But Kawhi hasn't been there for very long. True. But um, so SportsCenter tweeted out this graphic and it's comparing LeBron's career stats versus the Clippers projected roster career stats. Lay it on me. So we have LeBron, 15 all NBA appearances to the Clippers projected roster of eight. Same for all-star appearances. NBA titles, LeBron has three. The entire Clippers projected roster has two. Both of those, Kawhi Leonard. Finals MVP, LeBron has three. Finals MVP from Clippers projected roster, two. All Kawhi Leonard. Hmm. So LeBron's been in the limelight since 16 years, since he came out as a little baby, 18-year-old boy, taking it on the league. And he's clearly shown that he can, he can dominate. So we'll see if Kawhi can turn around the culture with the Clippers. I think he can. I agree. I think that it's, like I, like I said earlier, I think that the coolest part about all of the free agents, I mean, it was a huge year for free agency. I think one of the coolest parts about it is that there are so many big names that have gone to separate teams. I mean, think about Jimmy Butler going down to Florida. Oh, I know. Like, I just, I just feel like it's going to be, they've mixed it up so much. I usually have a really hard time with change. Like when the Cubs won the World Series back in 2016 and then Chapman went back to New York. I just had such a hard time. I was like, no, even though I wasn't, he wasn't my favorite player, but he was the closer. Like he just was, he was such a, he was, he he saved the day. Yeah. I didn't want to see anybody leave, but then of course Dexter Fowler left too. And then it all, it all starts falling apart from there, but they still have their core. But anyway, this year in NBA, I think it's going to be a really fun Really fun year to watch and to follow. The players better have fun. They just made $3 billion in one day of free agency. So if you see them out, they're buying the tab. You've been listening to Step 1 Learn Sports Podcast. In for Michaels and Mueller on 104.5 The Zone. Coming up, Matt Duchesne did a press conference earlier. And the biggest takeaway that we had was how much he loved Nashville and how much that is bringing him here. Is it the Predators that's bringing him here? Or do you think it's Nashville as a city? Coming up on 104.5 The Zone. Hurry down to the... ...by visitmississippi.org. 
You can plan your visit by visiting Mississippi.org. That is M-I-S-S-I-S-S-S-I-P-P-I. <laughs> like we all learned how to spell back in like preschool. Um, they have family-friendly activities. You can go to the Hattiesburg Zoo. You can go to the Jackson Zoo, Tupelo Buffalo Park and Zoo. Lots of animal outdoor learning opportunities for you. There's water parks, safari parks. I mean, I'm not sure if you're going to Mississippi or if you're going to Africa at this point. Yeah, it sounds like a safari. And if you're looking, if you're looking to visit where I took my first breath, Okay. Women's Hospital of Jackson is in, where I was birthed. In Mississippi. Yes, in Jackson, Mississippi. Um, you know, tell them I said, hey, it's probably been a while. There's events for everyone throughout the year. Make your Mississippi memories now. Visit visit Mississippi.org. And actually, uh, it's funny that this is being brought up, Mississippi, because um, my roommate's boyfriend, it's his birthday coming up, and uh, they were saying that they were going to go hit the – uh, casino in Tunica. In Tunica, down we, there. Had no idea. No, we you um, plan your trip and include a casino in there. Yeah. Well, you can either if you're coming from the Nashville area, you can hit Tunica. It's closer. If you're coming from South Alabama, Florida, Louisiana, you hit Biloxi, top and bottom. Mississippi's got it covered. Which we don't have a casino here in Nashville or in do we? We don't have one in Tennessee, right? I believe there is a Harrah's on an Indian reserve somewhere in East Tennessee. A lot of states in the South have that. You can only um, gamble on Indian reserves, which seems strange, but that's the same way in Florida. There's one right on the other side of the border up in Kentucky, though. Yes. Kentucky they, they haven't legalized gambling yet in Tennessee. Well, there we go. That's why. Oh. The, the legislature is uh, is going to bring it up next spring. I'm going to lose so much money. Ryan Mudd, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> the one and only. Um, we have been talking about Kawhi Leonard leaving the Raptors and going to the Clippers. And right before break, we asked if him being such a great player in the MVP of the NBA Finals, if that causes you as a Raptors fan or as a Kawhi fan to jump ship and then become a Clippers fan. Do people do this? Did people do this with LeBron when he left Cleveland and now became uh, started playing for the Lakers? Uh, we want to know your thoughts at any point during this hour. You can always call in at 737 737- 1045. We had a listener share a very strong opinion about being a fan of a team yes. and not of a player. Direct quote from Charles of Nashville. You do not jump ship because a good player leaves. You root for him, but you're never going to fully root for them. Root for the team, not the player, if they're your team. Root for the player only if they are just ridiculous, like MJ or Zion or Verlander or whoever. So clearly very passionate. Um, This particular fellow, huge (laughs) Predators fan. The next guy we're about to talk about is also now a huge Predators fan, I hope. I hope. I wonder if it's challenging. Like, say he grew up. He did. He said he grew up. Matt Duchesne Yeah, Matt Duchesne always being a Avalanche fan. Okay. Who he eventually got to play for. Now he plays for the Preds. They're in the same division. Does he have to hate the Avalanche now? I don't know. I think you can still – I think you can be a player on a team and still respect the teams that you grew up loving. Mm-hmm. Don't, I mean, don't you think? Like, mm-hmm. I think – I don't know. I feel like if I'm if I'm going to be a professional athlete, which I don't know if you know this, but I could be. But if I'm going to be a professional <laughs> athlete playing for, let's say – it's it's business, right? So It is business, So, yes. like, for example, if – you work in radio, that doesn't mean, like, I support 
my company like no matter what, but that doesn't mean that I don't want to listen to other stations as well, right? You gonna tell your boss that? No, I'm not actually. I would love it if we could just like keep that up. <laughs> Matt Duchesne um, had a press conference today, and he was introduced to Nashville basically as as the newest predator. He was signed to a 56 million dollar deal over seven years, which averages out if you're good at math to about eight million a year. He also, just like Kawhi Leonard, is 28 years old. They have been God. working on this deal with him for years. Yeah, they tried to get him. Um, so he was with the Avalanche. They tried to get him then, but then he got traded to Ottawa. It just wasn't working out, and now they got him. We have um, a couple a couple seconds of audio from that press conference earlier today. Well, first of all, I'm, I'm my family and I are really, really excited. Um, it's been a place we've wanted to be for a long time. Um, and to see it come to fruition is really, really exciting. So we love the city. Um, I, the, the fans are unbelievable. And, you know, the most important part, which is the hockey part, is it's a, it's a hell of a team to be joining. And um, I can't wait to play with those guys and uh, get out there and get started. So um, at the end of the day, it was where we wanted to be, you know, for a long time. And um, we're, you know, we wanted to do whatever it took to make it happen. So um, it's nice that it all came together. That was Matt Duchesne on earlier um, on a phone call with um, on 104.5 The Zone. Um, my biggest takeaway from this deal with him, and now this is the ever ongoing argument, he talks a lot about Nashville has always been a place that he's wanted to be. Do you feel like it was the city that brought him here? Because, okay, so he's played, this is his fourth team now yeah, fourth as a team. professional athlete. Yeah. Um, he's 28 years old. He is going to be here now for seven years. So that's something he has to take into effect. He has... Um, just became a father this year. Mm -hmm. Congratulations. He's married, um, looking for a place to settle down with his family. He looks at Nashville, and that's like one of the biggest reasons. He keeps talking about like the city of Nashville. Do you think that it was the Predators that brought him here, or do you feel like he came because he's like, yeah, the Predators are a good team, but Nashville is a great place to raise a family? I I think it's probably a little bit of both. So playing with the Avalanche, he played in Bridgestone a lot. And almost every team has said that Bridgestone is one of the most challenging places to play. Not just because, you know, the Predators are going to bring everything that they have, but the atmosphere that the fans bring and what it sounds strange to say, but the production that that team puts in from lights, sound, music, all of it, it is, it is an experience to go to a Predators game. Oh, yeah. And I don't know. I mean, I think he got what he wanted out of the avalanche and I think when everyone saw the Preds make that Stanley Cup final run a few years ago mm -hmm. it was my first a full year living in Nashville and it was the most insane experience I've ever seen and I've lived in a town that hosted the Super Bowl and even after seeing the draft still that was the most insane experience so I it's got to be a little bit of both I mean Nashville's obviously a great place to raise a kid a great great high school sports a lot of greats have come out of the greater nashville area but so it it, it kind of goes back to that question is nashville like obviously there was a, a lot of hype that went on around that stanley cup final run there's been obviously you know we talk titans here just about every day every second we possibly can does this is nashville a sports town or is it more of a great place to have a sporting event because there are is so much else to do. Do you remember, um, uh, I think it was last, this past season with Taylor Lewan, 
he went off about how, um, you know, we need to have more respect um, as a as a sports town. And then Kyle Brandt, I believe is his name, yeah. from uh, Good Morning Football, ripped every Nashvilleian yeah, a shreds. new one. I believe, just to refresh everyone's memory, we have that audio here. Look. It's ridiculous that people don't give the Titans enough credit. Obviously, we, we've been up and down on wins. The last two seasons, we've had winning winning seasons with a big playoff win. you got to start giving the boys more credit, man. Like, there's 32 teams. There's not 31. Taylor, you're right. There are not 31 teams. It's about 27, 26 oh. to 27. Here we go. Personally, okay. I like it. But nationally, they think you're an offensive lineman on a team that they don't care about in a city they've never been to, whose identity they view as churning out redneck music and being Kansas City's barbecue understudy. What? They think your quarterback never says anything. Your teammates aren't winning them any fantasy titles or fantasy leagues. They think you got hammered by the Patriots and then tried to fix things by signing a bunch of Patriots castoffs, including your head coach. Mm. They think it was way more interesting that the Chiefs lost that playoff game than you won it. They believe half the people in your stadium are still wearing Eddie George and Chris Johnson jerseys. Half the people in America still think Jeff Fisher is your head coach. They ask, how could you want respect nationally when you're the third most popular team in your own state behind a losing college team and a hockey team? I think you have a team that runs and hits and fights. I hope you guys win because I would love to see it. Kyle Brandt right there on Good Morning Football. So, Kyle Brandt on Good Morning Football kind of rips everyone to shreds and says, you may think that you're getting this notoriety right now, but uh, reality check. I mean, I personal personal opinion, I think it's pretty accurate of how people in this town treat the Titans and how they, I mean, the Preds are on a pedestal, as they should be. They earned that. As he said. And the Titans haven't earned it yet. That rant struck a chord with a lot of people, and I know that we played it over and over and over again. I think we actually got him on. I think 3HL ended up getting him on. Oh, early, I'd love to talk to earlier him. this year. Uh, 737-1045. We want to know your thoughts about that. I know we're bringing it back up again, but does Matt Duchesne coming here saying that he is so excited about the town and didn't seem to focus as much on the Predators being this team, does that kind of strike a chord with any of you out there too does that bleed into the titans and mariota we talk about all of that next this is michaels and mueller on 104.5 the zone this one learn sports is a new podcast on 104.5 the zone where we bridge the gap between pop culture and sports you can find all of our past episodes at 104.5 thezone.com on the podcast page spotify apple Podcasts, stitcher google play um you can tweet us at S1LS Podcast. Yeah. I am uh, pretty annoying on there, so you can talk to me directly. And, I mean, who just doesn't want direct access to me? Subscribe. Let us know what you think. New episodes come out every other Thursday. Our newest one will be dropping this Thursday. Neat. Michaels and Mueller is brought to you by The Grove. You can find that at groveliving.com. The Grove is located just outside Nashville and only minutes from historic Franklin, Tennessee. It lies within a private club community unlike any other. The Grove is an 1,100-acre gated community, that sounds nice, offering a distinctive lifestyle dedicated to providing exceptional member services and the most comprehensive amenity and recreational offerings in the region. Now, doesn't that not sound relaxing? It sounds like a quaint escape from uh, this party town that we live in because if you're, I mean, me and you both live pretty close to Midtown, Downtown, I'm happy with where I am, but like, I I imagine that one day I will grow out of my 
need to be able to make a five-minute Uber to a sounds game or a two-minute walk to Tin Roof. Would you like to live in a featured luxury estate home created from a rich, thoughtful palette of classic architectural styles, exquisite detailing, and signature elements? It sounds like it's right up my alley. <laughs> I feel like it sounds like the when the waiter comes to your table at like a five-star restaurant yeah. and explains either what the wine is going to be like oh, or like the when steak. they make you taste the wine and you don't know how to do that. And yeah. You like just swirl it around and sniff it and mm. then take a little sip and you're like, Good hints of wet barn and puff pastry doesn't sound or smell <laughs> doesn't doesn't taste any different than the yellow tail from the gas station. But if it's you're a looking lot more expensive, if you're looking for a new home, check out the Grove GroveLiving.com. Um, right before the break, we were talking about is Nashville a sports city? It kind of bled over into Titans talk and do is um, the rest of the country giving Titans Nashville the notoriety that we deserve. We actually have a caller in right now. Ali from Nashville. How's it going? What's up, ladies? Hey. <laughs> um, first of all, I got to say, your uh, your podcast is probably top one of my personal favorites. Oh, so, thank you. Yeah, I get, even though Avery's a Jackson. Uh, <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> we made a bet that you were going to say something about that. So uh, I win, and the bet was that you have to buy the next round. <laughs> Oh, me or Brittany has to buy You, you, Ali. I got you. Yeah. Meet me at Old Smokey. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> um, but when regarding more Nashville, I feel like Nashville is a sports town. Um, it's unfortunate. I mean, Nashville being such a melting pot nowadays, I kid you not, the minute the Titans are back being playoff contenders, I'm sure the whole city is going to get right behind it. Um, I personally know the things that go around on the, on the back end of things. Um, look what happened with the Preds. Same thing would happen to the Titans uh, immediately as soon as they become a playoff contending team. And with the national media not giving us the respect, I love it because the minute we sneak sneak up on teams, like we will be doing the Browns week one, um, and we beat them, we get the respect after that. So let the Titans be quiet. Forget the national media. We don't need that. And then Marcus Mariota, they 16 games, and I'm sure the whole town would get behind them. You think- as long as he's healthy. Healthy 16 games, definitely, definitely a franchise quarterback. You think but that's what it is? Has, all 16? He has, he has to play all 16. I agree. One of the things that um, when they signed Ryan Tannehill, one of the things that if I were Marcus, I think I would have, my stomach would have dropped a little bit, I think, if I were him. Um, he is signed through 2019, so this is a really big year for him. I think it's a make-or-break year. One of the biggest things between one of the biggest differences between Ryan Tannehill one of them and Marcus Mariota is that Ryan has actually played four full 16 game seasons and Mariota has never played a full 16 game season that's kind of concerning to me as a tight if if I were a I live here in Nashville but if I were a full-blown Titans fan yeah that is the one thing that would concern me the most is his inability to stay healthy yeah I would agree with that and when it when it comes to Marcus being healthy, I think that's what the media, if they are talking about the Titans, that's what they're talking about. It's either that or when is Derrick Henry going to kick it into overdrive? It tends to happen in the um, in December. Can he get it rolling earlier in the year? But that's all people are talking about. Here, coming from inside the locker room, they seem to have Mariota's back. I mean, they're defending him whenever it was the end of last year and they were calling him – 
all these terrible names, a baby, like he couldn't, he couldn't play against the Colts. If everyone was comparing him to Steve McNair too, they were like, if Steve McNair was still here, he'd play against the Colts. That was a potential, if they would have won that, they would have gone in the playoffs. All of this stuff, no way would McNair have ever sat that out. It's crazy that Mariota is, but the team had his back. They knew how bad the injury was and they respected Mariota for his decisions. So as, as a Nashville resident, and as an employee of Titans Radio, <laughs> I would say that if the team is behind Mariota as their franchise quarterback, then the town needs to be too. Step one, learn sports. In for Michaels and Mueller, we are sharing our own personal opinions on Mariota and Mariota versus Nashville, basically. Yeah. Is the town behind him? And what would it take for you to fully get behind Mariota to get back behind Mariota if you kind of stopped believing in him because I feel like at first when he first came here there was so much hope for him he came out that's all anybody could talk about was Mariota is going to be our guy he's our savior he's gonna be great and every year I feel like beginning of the year everyone's so excited saying this is going to be his year and as it goes on he gets injured they're not seeing the the oomph the gumption out of him I just feel like I don't want to say that like I I feel continuously let down by him as a quarterback yeah. but I just I have a hard time with the timidness of him yes and I say that because you compare him to other quarterbacks in the league now okay comparing him with someone like a Tom Brady or an Aaron Rodgers I get that that is like a, a really big comparison to make but this being his last year it's a big year for him I think I I like to see a quarterback who takes control of their team Yes, he gives a very good reputation to the Titans, but I want to see someone that is, and I don't see, I don't, I don't see him in practice, and I don't see him on the field in practice. But I want to see somebody who's saying, "You go there. I need this from you." Pulling things out of people, I more so feel like I see the rest of the team kind of protecting him. I'd, I'd agree with that. I mean, you want a quarterback that is the backbone of the team. Mariota's Hawaii Mahalo vibes, like he is very island surfer chill he owns it he knows he is but that's not when I'm in the huddle that's not what I want I want someone inspiring me and challenging me and telling me constructive criticism like you need to be the head coach of that offense when you're on the field uh is Mariota going to be a starter this year what do you think I don't know and I love that it's up for question because in no way has he proven himself to be a guaranteed starter. And when you have Tannehill, who I also would say has not proven himself to be a starter. I mean, you're down in Miami. It's a different division down there. People say the AFC South isn't competitive, but when you have Deshaun Watson, Andrew Luck is back. Nick Foles is now with the Jags. The AFC South is a force to be reckoned with if you have to play any team from there. But coming from Miami, I mean, if I if I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure Tannehill got benched for Jay Cutler. So that says a little bit about him as a player, but I think that the quarterback position is up for grabs. In my opinion, I do not think that Mariota is guaranteed the start in that first away game against the Browns. I don't think he's guaranteed the start, and I don't think that he's necessarily guaranteed to be re-signed at the end of this year because the coaching staff that's there right now did not draft him. No. So I'm not saying that that kind of adds to it, but it's also another factor that, like, not that they didn't want you. I'm sure that they they love having him on the team. 
but they weren't the staff that said, hey, we handpick you to be our quarterback. Yeah. So at the end of the year, they may let him walk. I mean, they could obviously resign him, but um, I have a hard time believing that they brought Tannehill on in the last year that Mariota has his contract with the Titans. Yes, but there is something to be said for them, the way they picked their offensive coordinator, promoting him, keeping it internally, because Mariota had gone through three head coaches in his time and his five years with the Titans. He has had no consistency. So keeping him on as the offensive coordinator, that will prove big if consistency is what Mariota needed or if – it's a lost cause, for lack of a better term, for the Titans. 737-1045. What would it take for you as a Titans fan to get behind, get back behind Marcus Mariota? Coming up next, you're listening to Michaels and Mueller on 104.5 The Zone. Um, you fooled me. I would have thought you were either Ned or Bob, but we'll let the people decide. Michaels and Mueller is brought to you by Lindell Jewelers. They offer a personalized jewelry experience for Avery Engagement Rings appraisals and custom designs oh interesting it's locally owned and independent located in brentwood tennessee so if you are a nashvillian looking to get engaged avery i'm speaking to you you are you're looking right at me (laughs) staring into my soul they're a nashville jeweler and they offer a wide range of jewelry from children's jewelry which i didn't know was a thing to exquisite engagement and wedding bands so we talk a lot on our podcast whether we have an episode um called her fantasy wedding versus your fantasy football team, which one is a bigger commitment. And Avery pretty much has her entire wedding planned out. Yeah, just uh, just waiting for the ring. You know a lot more about engagement rings than I do, and I would bet Lindell Jewelers does as well. You can go in. They offer a specialized jewelry repair and jewelry appraisal, and you can go in and customize your, uh, your ring. You can find them at lindelljewelers.com. That's L-I-N. D-E-L-L, don't forget that double L, jewelers.com. Right before the break, we were talking about Mariota and uh, and Nashville. And what would it take for you as a Titans fan to get behind Mariota again or to, to, uh, to stay behind him, to get back behind him? We have a couple callers in. Patton from Mount Juliet, how you doing? Hey, uh, thanks for taking my call. Loving the show right now. I thought this is your you guys' own show. You guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Uh, well, for me, the only thing Mariota has to do is to stay healthy. Uh, whenever he stayed healthy, that's all he did his first four season, almost 730 touchdowns. But to me, a lot of the blame for Mariota's play has got to be placed on the, on the organization when you're surrounding him with guys like Nick Williams, Terry Douglas. I mean, they're just not giving him much room to succeed. And finally, when we started to hand the ball off to Derrick Henry and give it to uh, our big guy up front and Corey Davis, I thought we got to see a little bit of what this offense could be. So for me, just for Mariota to stay healthy, and uh, I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I agree. I think the fact that he hasn't played a full 16-game season is really against him at this point. Like, I, I he's just, unfortunately, kind of like a China doll. Like, I worry every time he goes in, I'm like, if, if he gets hurt, that's – Obviously not going to be good for us, but I, no. I, I, to your, to his point, I really think he does need to stay healthy. Yeah, I would agree too. And I think, like you said, there's a lot, there's a lot going into it. We need offensive coordinator that's going to create these plays that are going to open up different options for him. He needs one or two slot players. He needs to be able to handle hand off the ball, but he also needs the O line to protect him. Like he needs 
I don't think that he has a slow reaction time at all, but he hasn't, a lot of times he doesn't have the opportunity to have any sort of reaction time. So he needs to be able to stay off of his back and he's going to need some help with that. But again, here we are saying again, he just needs to stay healthy. He needs to stay healthy. Like I, at what point are you kind of sick of saying, we just need him to stay healthy? Like, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it's not all on him to stay healthy. There's a lot of other factors that have to come in with people creating space, protection, and and then it comes down to him for his ability to, I mean, get out of the pocket. You've got to be able, you got to be able to get away. And if you can't, take the fall in the healthiest way possible. Do not let yourself get railed. Seven three seven three seven one zero four five. We are curious what it would take for you to get back behind Marcus Mariota or to stay behind Marcus Mariota as a Titans fan. Gray from Nashville may have just left the building. Got ghosted. Must have. Well, not the first time. Yeah. Hopefully the last. Could be the last. Um, I'm also curious too. So the beginning half of the year seemed to be a really, really exciting time in sports. I mean, think about it. We had Zion Williamson. He made March Madness and NCAA play exciting as well as the NBA draft. For Nashvillians, we had the NFL draft here. It brought a record-breaking 600,000 people out to Broadway. All the crazy free agency buzz and trades. The women's national team wins the World Cup. Are we going to see as exciting of a second half here in sports in the second half of the year? I think... I say yes. I say that it outshines the beginning. Um, the starting quarterback for the Eagles for the last two Super Bowls is no longer there. He's now in Jacksonville. The Browns are beyond stacked. Will they be too stacked? Will it be too many personalities in a room, too many cooks in the kitchen, not being able to handle it? I think NFL-wise, it's going to be an exciting year. It is not going to be the Patriots running the table. And we've seen the downfall of them lately over the last probably two seasons, but they're not elite anymore. A lot of other teams are stomping it up. Agreed. I think football season, no matter what, whether it's high school or college, I mean, to be completely honest, I love football season because your entire weekend is football, it's snacks, it's friends, it's jerseys. What's more exciting than that? You have something, you have a party to go to every single weekend. Anything can happen on any given field, game, does not matter. Alabama is not guaranteed the win. If I am a Cleveland Browns fan, I am so amped for this season. Oh, yeah. As a Titans fan, are you as much? We've been wondering, yeah. what is it going to take for you to get back behind Marcus Mariota? We've got 737-1045, Rick from Hendersonville. Rick, how's it going? Well, thank you for taking my call, ladies. Of and I course. Quite respectfully. Well, thank you so much for calling in and listening. We appreciate it. But no, I think you. I think it's great. And uh, as far as your question goes, I don't know if it's getting back behind Mario Ta as much as it is the inconsistency. And I heard. Uh, I would venture to bet he was probably a uh, Alabama fan when he talked about you know, getting Derrick Henry the ball more often. If people uh, go back and look at the first part of the season, Derrick Henry did not deserve the football at all. He should have been sitting on the bench. 
And it wasn't until after, I guess, he had his conversation with Eddie George that he finally got it in here, and he is a beast. And I think that is going to play out early, hopefully, to relieve some of the pressure now on uh, Mario Todd. But Marcus still, I do disagree with you, I think he has trouble reading some of these uh, defenses, and he's holding the ball too long. I'll sit back and listen. So, first off, Derrick Henry has got to carry it over from last season. If he doesn't, Titans don't stand a chance. Well, first off, I will always call Marcus Mariota Mariota. Oh, yes, from oh, a, from, from, from 